Cairo Radio was paid a fee to air the following program. All information discussed on the following program is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. Prior to acting on any legal matter, you should seek legal advice from a qualified legal attorney who can evaluate your situation and advise you accordingly. Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. And welcome to Your Partner in Law. Hi, I'm attorney Rick Gregorick. I'm here with attorney Ted Hansen for this week's discussion with you on what's going on in estate and elder planning and really some issues that you really need to take um, heed for and to put into your consideration. Um, I've been around for a while here, folks, on this uh, great planet and on this great United States, and I think like the rest of us, we are all um, troubled um, at the current state of um, our country and the world. We're in the midst of a worldwide pandemic that has had a devastating uh, health care toll and uh, uh, too many deaths, as we all know. On top of that, now we've had the uh, demonstrations that um, arose from the uh, killing of George Floyd, the senseless killing of George Floyd. And then, of course, the third phase is we've, you know, the demonstrations uh, seem to be in a variety of uh, factions, and there are those out there who are, you know, lawless and are rioting and damaging property uh, in the untold uh, probably billions of dollars by this time. Um, Folks, we are a nation in turmoil. And I think because of that, it's incumbent upon each of us to really look inward into ourselves and our family and our security. So really, what I wanted to talk with Ted about today and kind of talking with you folks is that Basic estate planning is really fundamental. And I wanted to skip back to these foundational issues of, let's go back to basics, B2B, right? Back to basics for estate planning. And really, you know, why is it necessary? We all seem to put things off, but oftentimes it's because of a lack of understanding. So just looking at estate planning, you know, in a big generic concept, It's really a process where you have to anticipate and arrange your affairs to react to certain situations that are going to happen in your life. And it manages the disposal of your assets during your lifetime, should you become incapacitated or following your death, what's going to happen there. The biggest focus is oftentimes for people in today's world, where we are today, is disability planning. More and more of us are living longer and longer, but that doesn't mean we're living longer and longer without issues. And whether it's Alzheimer's or multiple sclerosis or Parkinson's or strokes or heart disease or, oh my goodness, the list goes on and on. Uh, Arthritis, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, uh, devastating to us as we age. And estate planning is just so necessary. So, you know, Ted, you've been doing this for a while now, and you've been an attorney for two and a half decades, and have met with countless numbers of people. And 
in, in your experience and in talking with people regarding estate, and especially elder planning, you know, a subset of estate planning, what are the general concerns or thought processes of folks that you've talked with over the years? Well, good morning, first of all. Uh, uh, glad to be back this Sunday. Like, like you said earlier, things are kind of a bit in turmoil, and part of what we do here is try to bring some normalcy to things that we don't know how they're quite going to turn out in the future. So being able to do an estate plan and plan for disability is a discussion that I have quite often with both young and old clients. And, and, and I try to express people my opinion about this. That is that these documents that speak while you're alive, your powers of attorney for finance and health care, in my opinion, are far more important in many cases than what I call the death document, whether that's a will or a trust. And the reason for that is that Everybody has this uh, idea, particularly men have this idea that it'll never be me, right? I'm ne- yeah, I'm, we're I'm a tough big, I'm a big strong guy, and uh, I, I will never come across this situation in my life, and why should I worry about it now? Well, the, the reason you need to worry about it now, and this has become really a heightened heightened issue lately with this COVID and people who have elderly ones in home, uh, you know, in adult family homes and the like who are unable to visit them face-to-face unable to visit them in hospitals and take an active role in, you know, helping them get through this period of crisis in their life. And it's really been devastating. And it's really even far more pronounced for those that don't have a plan in place with these disability documents, because now they're stuck and they don't have a place to go. And if you don't have these uh, various documents, your, your only other choice is a guardianship action to have somebody appointed for you. That does not happen fast, people. Well, no, uh, guardianship's going to take two, three months. And, it, and it's incredibly scenario. expensive. I mean, you're talking on the low end if there's just no problems, five, six grand, it more likely ten to $15,000. And, and, of course, we see these contested situations that get north of 100000 in some cases, which is really sad. And But the point of the matter is, is that these documents – will help alleviate some of these concerns going forward should you find yourself in a disability kind of situation. Yeah. So, folks, one of the first things we want to look at in estate planning is really a division in our decision-making. One line of decision-making should be focused on what if I become incapacitated and can no longer manage my financial affairs. Folks, this is one of the hardest decisions any of us have to make is to put someone else in charge of our finances. Now, if we're married, most people would pick their spouse. I say most, but there are circumstances where the spouse may or may not be appropriate or available, or maybe they have diminished capacity, or maybe they just don't have the abilities. Uh, Maybe it's advanced age. We don't know. So, you know, a spouse is always a good backup, but we always need to make sure that we have someone else that could take over and make sure in our documents that we always have a plan for who would be making those decisions for us. That's one of the most powerful decisions you make, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, is your appointment of that agent, your surrogate, who will make all of your financial decisions. And then on the flip side, of course, you'll have an agent for medical decision-making. And that could be the same person or it could be two different people. But regardless, they would have to work in unison between your medical care and your finances. And, folks, this is one of the hardest things. And as Ted said, guys, we're kind of stubborn sometimes. Kind of, yeah. Okay, we're stubborn all the time. And when it comes to things like this, it doesn't matter how big and how tough you are. 
It really doesn't. Right. And the other thing, Rick, I think is instructive for people to realize we're not just talking about a situation that that's absolutely permanent. You know, disability comes in a variety of flavors. It can be part-time. It can be full-time. It can be mental. It can be physical. So there are periods of time where you may be, let's just say, an auto accident or something where you're incapacitated, let's say, for six months or something like that. So, so these documents work in both those kind of situations and a more permanent situation where you have mental and infirmities that prevent you from doing, you know, let's just say business in the normal course of, of, of the way you do things. So, right? so folks, we, we just implore people to think about estate planning. And estate planning should be comprehensive. But maybe if you're on a budget and you just can't quite get it all done, you know, talk to your attorney. Please give us a call. We would love to um, chat with you about it. We'll, we'll help you out regardless of how much money you have or don't have, whatever your economic situation is. Uh, I, when it comes to estates, my motto is always big and small. We serve them all. And uh, that's, you know, a big part of our practice. We're very fortunate to have some some of you folks out there that are quite well off financially. And then we have many who are, you know, near destitute or are destitute or on government assistance programs or without other resources. And so we see the full spectrum of this. And what we know over, you know, years of experience, thousands of clients, and that those that have proper documents in place with the right people named are going to get better results. This just end of story. It's going to be the least expensive route. It's going to be the least time route. It's going to be the least hassle route. It just is. Now, you do have to have proper legal documents. Um, and they need to make sure they're addressing your unique situations because I find that that's one of the things we see a lot of people say, oh, I've got a power of attorney. Then we read it and it doesn't give the agent the authority to do anything that they need to have done in the first place. So, yes, it was cheap, but it was kind of worthless. You know, we've all bought things in life that we buy it because it looks like it's a good deal. I know, you know, you don't have to raise your hand and admit this, but we've all bought a piece of junk sometime. And you get it home and you say, what did I do? Or it falls apart three days later. Hey, folks, we're going to take a uh, quick break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to continue on with kind of our general discussion on estate planning of what it is, why it's necessary, who should have an estate plan. We'll talk a little bit about that. Are all estate plans the same? And then, of course, what happens if you don't have one? Folks, we're going to be right back. And just wanted to let you know that Gregorick & Associates is open serving your estate and elder legal needs. So uh, be sure to give us a call. You can check us out on the web at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. We'll be right back. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. 
Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregorick and Associates. They're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson. This Wednesday at 3 p.m., right after the big show, I'll be joining Brian Ott with 525 Advisors for his live webinar. You'll learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by Brian and 525 Advisors. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan my wife and I got pays us back if we never use it. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. So reserve your spot today. Join Brian and me this Wednesday at 3 p.m. I'll kick things off, share my long-term care story. Space is limited, so make sure to reserve your spot today at 525longtermcare.com. Brian keeps the webinar class sizes small to allow time for Q&A, and it creates a great learning environment. There are a few spots left, so sign up now. It's all free, and I'll be part of it. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. It's times like these that remind us how crucial it is to make sure your family's health care documents and money management is in order. Hey, it's John Curley. Be proactive, have a plan, and do what's best for your family so everyone can have peace of mind. I can't recommend it enough. Talk to Rick Gregorick. He helped me in my estate plan, and Rick is open and ready to help make sure your plan is properly updated. And if you don't have an estate plan, Rick is absolutely the best in the area to create the proper plan to custom fit for your needs. Rick wants to encourage everyone to follow the guidelines being provided by local and state and federal governments to slow the growth of this deadly virus. It's vitally important to invest in yourself and your family. In a proper estate, an elder law plan has never been more important. Rick Gregorick and Associates are open now and ready to help you. You can schedule your complimentary consultation by calling 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Hi, I'm Rick Gregorick, and you're listening to Your Partner in Law. Glad to be with you. I'm having a discussion with uh, Ted Hansen today, attorney at the office, uh, as we've said many times, um, Ted does our you know estate planning, but he also heads up the elder law um, component of the law firm, and you know the the two areas are similar yet very different, and it's really not the name of the document that changes. We still use wills and powers of attorney and healthcare directives in both estate and elder planning. It's just what they say. They're written differently. And Ted's talked about that um, quite a bit in the past, so we're not going to rehash that a whole lot here. But today we're really just talking about back to basics for your estate planning and why is it necessary. So, Ted, you know, when I'm looking at an estate plan and I'm thinking, you know, what are the big benefits? You know, and we always talk to our clients about safety, um, creating some level of certainty of outcome in your estate planning, and of course, um, asset protection, tax efficiency, intergenerational wealth building. Um, There are just a, a plethora of advantages. But one of the things that I found over my career is once a person has their estate plan, 
They've completed it. They've signed their documents. There's often this great sense of people going, whew, I've been wanting to do this for so long. I mean, everybody says, you know, I've been putting this off for, what, 10, 20, 30 years, right? I mean, how many times have you heard this, Ted? I hear it weekly. But there's a sense (laughs) of relief because we all inherently know that we need this, that it's the right thing to do. God, I hate to say it's the grown-up thing to do. Well, it's, it's the, the responsible thing that, to do. That's that's yeah, that's, and that's true. It, it it really is, folks. And it's not just about yourself. Your estate plan is going to encompass and involve all of those that are near and dear to you, family, perhaps some friends. How about that stepchild? You know, have you considered that things don't automatically happen too well for stepchildren? Maybe they don't happen at all. So, you know, how are these things playing out? How does your estate plan interact with your business plan if you happen to be a small business owner and own your own business? I can't tell you how many times I have seen provisions in an estate plan that contradict provisions in the person's own business planning that can disrupt their total estate plan and where the shares of their business goes and all kinds of things. So we really want to talk through this. So, Ted, on this idea of the necessity, kind of from your perspective and and maybe focus your perspective on the elder law community, on the necessity of this. These are folks that are getting up in years, maybe some indicia of health care issues on the horizon, or maybe they've already started. How do you talk with that person? Well, that's a discussion It comes really in two forms. One is they've already had some type of an episode, and and now their awareness is kind of heightened about the fact that they need to get things done and get things in order. And then there's these people that are kind of perpetually worried, I guess, about that situation, and we have to uh, have a discussion with them about, well, have you really thought through what would happen in the event you're unable to make these kind of decisions? And this really becomes a big stumbling block for a lot of people because – for the first time, they're actually contemplating themselves not being able to handle some aspect of their life, either healthcare-wise or financial-wise, and and uh, it's 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 really kind of an enlightening topic. And, and you really can't underscore that emotional component of losing control. Yeah, and that and that's what it's about, right? And so these documents are really designed for you to remain in control, and that's a hard concept for people to grasp too, because what they think is they're giving it up all all, all of a sudden. And there are certainly ways that we can draft these documents that are, let's just say, come into play only upon certain occurrences. That makes people a lot more comfortable sometimes with them. And here in in this vein I'm talking about powers of attorney for finance primarily so they can be drafted in such a way that they are not on all the time and that that scares a lot of people having a document out there that's on all the time that really folks the most widely abused document in my world are these powers of attorney with these financial elder abuse cases and things of that nature because they literally allow someone other than you to do just about anything that you can do with your money. And I do mean just about everything. There, there well, are certain... Well, they're very powerful documents. Absolutely. And, you know, what we've experienced, Ted, is sometimes the fraudulent power of attorney gets accepted at the bank or the brokerage just like a valid one sometimes. Yeah, it does. And, and, and depending on the amount of money involved, certainly yeah, it does, wow, right? it uh, could be devastating. Yeah, and, and, and certainly if, you, if you're using one once or twice and you're successful with that the the trend in the elder abuse area is to go for more and more every time you every time you use it right because you become I guess the perpetrator becomes less uh, afraid of trying to walk into the bank and use the document right so 
Uh, these are really dicey, dicey areas. So it's loss of control, though. That that. But the loss of control psychologically, that's probably it is. It's it's hard to imagine. What do you mean? You know that, you know, you've lived your whole life. You're 75 years old. You've been in charge the whole time. You've never relied yeah. on anyone for help. Yeah, and it's hard enough to contemplate that. Yet alone, think of who would be the person to step in my shoes, right? And and this is a really tough thing. As you grow older, there are fewer and fewer choices. Typically, for these people, typically spouses have deceased. Uh, Perhaps some of your children or all of your children have deceased. You don't have relatives in this area. You don't have relatives at all. Uh, all of these kind of situations pop up, and these are discussions that we that we must have in order to have these things in place. We, we know, Ted, that brings up kind of a key a point as well on single folks, whether you're single by being widowed, divorced, or just single. Um Who's going to take care of you? You know, who are you going to rely upon? This is one of the, I know when I have folks come in that they're single and they don't have a big family. And, you know, it's really, really a tough, sobering conversation. Of course, we oftentimes get into professional management and have to meet with those folks and people have to kind of learn about this whole system because it's not something that's in our wheelhouse of knowledge on doing this type of thing. And so it's really one of those things where when you have limited resources available, and these are human resources now I'm talking about, in other words, people in your family or your sphere of influence that you would trust enough, have enough confidence in to allow them to manage your finances, have full access to your money. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick, Gregorick and Associates. They're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson. This Wednesday at 3 p.m., right after the big show, I'll be joining Brian Ott with 525 Advisors for his live webinar. You'll learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by Brian and 525 Advisors. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan my wife and I got pays us back if we never use it. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. So reserve your spot today. Join Brian and me this Wednesday at 3 p.m. I'll kick things off, share my long-term care story. Space is limited, so make sure to reserve your spot today at 525longtermcare.com. Brian keeps the webinar class sizes small to allow time for Q&A, and it creates a great learning environment. There are a few spots left, so sign up now. It's all free, and I'll be part of it. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. 
Hey, welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick, law firm of Gregorick & Associates, serving your estate and elder planning needs, as well as real estate and business law and all kinds of other fun stuff. If, if you're not sure, if you need a lawyer, give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. And you know what, folks? If we're not the right firm, we'll cer- certainly endeavor to uh, find you a referral or a referral source. Maybe you need uh, some legal services out of state. Um, we'd be glad to provide you um, referrals for out-of-state work. Um, we do that all the time. We have a network of attorneys we work with on a near-daily basis, quite frankly, all across the country, all 50 states, all major metropolitan areas. And we'd be glad to uh, avail you to that network um, if you have that. We, you know, Many, many, many of our clients have business interest in real estate and different types of uh, real real property ownership out of state. So we deal with this um, a lot. Today, we're, you know, just like everybody else, we're trying to say, how do we get through all this? You know, pandemic, demonstrations, riots, political unrest. I mean, geez, we got an election coming up. I mean, what else are we going to throw in the fire? I get the kitchen sink on there. So, we, folks, we've got an awful lot going on. Very stressful times. Um Extremely stressful for many, but we should all, obviously, we're all concerned. This is our country, and we certainly know what this means to most of us, and we want to make sure that we um, come out of this as we've come out of other turmoils in the past, um, even stronger and more united than before. So, really, folks, what we've been talking about amid the turbulent times during a nation in crisis is sometimes you need to make sure you're looking inward and taking care of yourself and your family and your personal effects and your finances and make sure that things are in order. And this is just common sense, folks. It's what we need all the time, but I can't think of a time that's been more heightened to where making sure that you have things in place are up to date. Now, compound all that on the fact that we've had dramatic changes in retirement account planning through the SECURE Act. Um, Boy, this has just really uh, made major fundamental shifts in our retirement planning. And I'm afraid too many of you are snoozing on that because that type of news amidst everything else that's happening is way back on the 30th page of the news. So it, it, it's not coming forefront to the point it needs to be uh, just because there are so many um, you know, hot topics right now. And, you know, that's what the news does is they show you what's hot today. And but, you know, the SECURE Act was a major legislation. Uh, hey, Ted, for business owners, there was some good news yesterday. Well, actually, it would have been Thursday that um, the Senate passed a um, provision to uh, make some changes to the Paycheck Protect protection program uh, through the Small Business Administration, and uh, hopefully that will be signed into law. I believe that the president supports that. And um, so for small businesses that did get their Paycheck Protection Program SBA loans, you know, there were a lot of criticisms over the fact that 75% of the loan proceeds had to be used on payroll costs, and then 25% for non-payroll cost of rent 
um, mortgage payments and utilities, lease payments. And that was about it. Well, a lot of businesses couldn't make those ratios. So the House passed a uh, bill, and then that went on to the Senate, and they've passed it. And so they've the new one is going to be you only have to spend 60% on payroll and therefore allowing up to 40% for the allowable non-payroll expenses. So that's I think that's really good for the majority of the businesses out there. Is it a cure-all for everybody? Probably not, but it's it certainly makes it a lot better for a lot of businesses. It does, and particularly people like in the restaurant industry and so forth. I have a couple of friends in that business, and and for whatever reason, they they were just that the, the first round just didn't work for them. And I think what the problem was really is is having idle bodies around, and and that not being a particularly uh, great way for them to manage during this period of time. So I. I I, I applaud Congress for trying to make some inroads into those types of businesses that don't exactly fit the mold. And and also, frankly, uh, there was a great deal of, uh, I'm, I'm just going to call it abuse in that first round, uh, oh, okay. a great deal of money going to very large institutions that have endowments and the like. And those are not the kind of people that that program was intended for. Nevertheless, any time that you throw a government program out there, there are going to be those people that take advantage of that program. And it just kind of ruins the pie for the rest of the group, frankly, is, is, is my comment on that. And so hopefully they've curbed some of those potentials for abuse with the second round that they did. Well, I think they, there's going to be a lot they, more They scrutiny. were surprised by the first, I think, a yeah, lot well, of Well, a lack of integrity for those companies I, I doing it, so. given the situation. Yeah, I think so. And, but the other big thing they did, and I think this is equally as important as the um, – changing the ratio from 75-25 to 60-40 is they've extended the period from you, this. the original program was you only had eight weeks in right. order to effectuate the program. They've doubled the time up to 16 weeks. So um, I think that's really great news because you know, I think what they underestimated for businesses, if you're shut down and you have to restart there's a lot of work to get going. You got to get employees back. You got to get your facilities up to date. You got to restock, yep. inventory, Retrain. training. Yep. That just can't be done in 30 to 60 days in any yeah. type of thing to be up and operational. So I think and, this uh, will help. Yeah, and not to mention the fact that most of these, particularly restaurants, will be operating at less than full capacity, right? So that that's a big, big deal here. As well, a lot of businesses, frankly, right? There just won't be, I say this before, as many cheeks and seats that there, that there are normally in these kind of businesses, and they'll be a while before or if it ever gets back to quote a normal working environment with these cubicle farms I like to call them uh, I don't I don't think I think the days of those are kind of limited frankly by this uh, in a great it is going to be interesting it, we've gone interesting from private to see, offices to open bullpens yeah, and cubicles yeah and, I think it'll be interesting to see exactly how that plays out but nevertheless it's a it's a step in the right direction and and I know a lot of folks that have been adversely affected particularly in small businesses uh, you know small uh, mom and pop kind of grocery stores in various neighborhoods Sometimes the only option in those neighborhoods for people to buy their groceries, uh, that's convenient. Let's put it that way. So I've seen a lot of those shuttered up. I've seen a, you know, a lot of retail stores that just simply can't make it. These little boutique stores, they just simply can't make it. Well, you know, so. depending, you know, how deep a hole did you get into when this started by laying off and the loss of businesses and ongoing expenses that had to be paid with no revenues coming in? I can only imagine that many, many, many companies have gone 
deeply, deeply in debt yeah. without the ability to cover that debt coming out of the thing. So, yeah. you know, recovery is going to be difficult. So we've got a lot of challenges in that way. But anyway, I thought it was that was a step in the right direction. So I was glad to see that, you know, about 44 percent of the United States uh, um, economy is driven by small businesses. Yeah. 44%. Yeah. That's huge. That means the other 56% is split between the government and big business. Yeah. So it's a very critical component to our economy and um, certainly the pandemic is was critical, you know, just it's brutal. wipe that brutal out. Lot, and then that, now we've got the compounded damage between the property destruction through the rioting and that um, not through peaceful demonstration, folks. Peaceful civil dis disobedience is that's what our country's founded on but you know there is no forward movement by smashing your neighbor's store and then stealing all of their inventory i don't i just can't condone that and never have and i can't imagine being convinced that that makes sense you know how do you how do you steal your neighbor's stuff and make that a good that that just a, you know that makes no sense uh, i think the peaceful demonstrations are the way to go and you know, the purpose of a peaceful civil disobedience demonstration is the real purpose of it is to create dialogue. Come to the table. Come to the table. I mean, we we lawyers, we live in this world. It's really kind of interesting, Ted, you think about lawyers. We argue the side of the argument that our client comes to the table with. We individually may or may not even agree with it, but it doesn't mean you can't have advocacy and you can't argue both sides of the thing because most positions have some merit someplace. You know, there's outliers on everybody's things and that those could be discounted. But if people are truly interested in bringing about true legitimate reform, that is not going to come by rioting in the streets. That's absolutely right. Well, and in, in every situation, as you know, Rick, there's your opinion, my opinion, and and somewhere in between is the truth. Right? Yeah, so right, that's just the way it is, right? Nobody's 100% right on either one of these categories. And and being able to have this dialogue in a civil fashion is critical to getting us back to where we need to be as a society. Yep, and that's what we got to do. So, you know, well, that's a little far from estate planning, yeah, Ted. Yeah, we got off but, there, uh, didn't we? All right. You know, but it really isn't. It is take care of yourself. You know, a lot of success starts at home and taking care of yourself and making sure that you have things put in place. Um, sometimes, you know, fear like the pandemic and the demonstration, what's going on today motivates people to do things. Other times it paralyzes you from doing things. If you're in the paralyzed mode, seek help. Um, I'm, I'm serious. Seek help if you're really paralyzed by this because there is help available. But really, folks, um, taking care of business, back to basics, your fundamentals, your wills, your trusts, your powers of attorney, your health care directives, your living wills, nothing could be more critical on a go-forward basis. And that's just managing the healthcare side of your business and what happens if you become incapacitated. What happens if you die? What about estate taxes, inheritance taxes? Oh, folks, there's so much to know. We're going to be right back after this quick break. Yourpartnerinlaw.com. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregrick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? 
We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. And Associates, they're open, they're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson. This Wednesday at 3 p.m., right after the big show, I'll be joining Brian Ott with 525 Advisors for his live webinar. You'll learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by Brian and 525 Advisors. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan my wife and I got pays us back if we never use it. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. So reserve your spot today. Join Brian and me this Wednesday at 3 p.m. I'll kick things off, share my long-term care story. Space is limited, so make sure to reserve your spot today at 525longtermcare.com. Brian keeps the webinar class sizes small to allow time for Q&A, and it creates a great learning environment. There are a few spots left, so sign up now. It's all free, and I'll be part of it. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation, 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com, yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick, the law firm of Gregorick & Associates. Hey, we have a telephone number and we answer it live every day during business hours. Area code 425-284-3450. That's the law firm's number. And... Uh, Heck, we're open for business, folks, kind of virtually, in office, out of office, remotely. We're doing it all. We're uh, the traveling, um, I don't know, the traveling lawyers or something. It must be the traveling Walensky's or something. It's like like Rick's Roadshow. Rick's Roadshow. I like it. Okay. So, but we're here to help, and we've been doing a lot of work and a lot of, you know, some unique stuff, interesting through the pandemic and that. But um, really what we've been talking about today, aside from, you know, current events, how can you not talk about current events? But given the backdrop of current events, We've been talking about, you know, kind of back to basics, you know, don't forget the fundamentals right now. So the fundamentals we're talking about are your estate planning, um, your financial planning, your tax planning, taking care of business, you know, on the personal level. And, you know, Ted, one of the things I always, you know, want to mention, especially in these, you know, turbulent times is, you know, 
check out your neighbors, check out, you know, those that might be elderly around you, whether they're, you know, family members, friends, neighbors, um, be observant, um, lend a hand if you can. If you think, if you see something doesn't look right, you can always call Adult Protective Services anonymously, but uh, take care of uh yeah, that, Our seniors. That, that's a really good point. And, and this uh, pandemic certainly has not made that easy to to be able to have FaceTime with people. Uh, and, and perhaps Rick uh, creates a situation by which those people that were already somewhat isolated have even become more so. And that 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 has its own challenges. And, and certainly in our arena, that's never a good thing when you have someone isolated like that. They're just ripe for other types of abuse there home all the time. They're prone to telephone scams and internet scams if they're using their device more than normal. Uh, the point being, let's not use, let's not lose our collective humanity here and just ignore people uh, because we have an excuse and that excuse is something that can be safely handled by using masks and appropriate distancing. But nevertheless, please don't lose their basic human qualities of caring for one another, particularly those that are older than we are. Well, uh, Ted, you know, we all know that there's an awful lot of seniors out there that are are single, living alone. Yeah. And obviously depression, anxiety, fear, all these things are debilitizing, and those things get amplified as we age, and if we do have some beginnings of mental decline or have that, it's a, it's a very frightening time. And Ted, some of the some of the most difficult cases I've been encountered with in my lifetime as an attorney have been some of the self-neglect cases where, you know, and some of these folks have estate plans. They just, their agents aren't paying attention to them. They're not doing their job. Others don't have it, but they're isolated. No one's checking in on them. And um, I don't want to even go into all the details here Sunday morning, folks, but it's a horrible situation. Um, when severe self-neglect sets in, oftentimes leading to death. And it's uh, it's very troubling. And I just think it's unnecessary. Yeah. I've seen people living in condominium complexes with um, people living within, um, oh, their front doors were, I don't know, 15 feet apart on both sides. And a lady there had had cancer. Everyone knew she had cancer. And yet nobody bothered to check in on her. And finally, when people did check in on her, she was found in her condominium. She'd been deceased for months. And um, it was just so troubling yeah. and so those, unnecessary. Those because, are horrible stories, but we've had, we've had a few of them. We've had a number of them. And there are solutions, folks, but you have to take the initiative to create that solution in your estate plan. I mean, Ted, you know, for my dad, he lived by himself. He had uh, COPD. Uh, he's able to get around pretty good, but, you know, dragging the oxygen bottle around and, and that kind of stuff. But I had talks with my dad, and one of his greatest fears was dying alone in his home. Um, in the neighborhood he lived in, uh, he and a bunch of the neighbors got together, about 15 of them. They kind of lived on a cul-de-sac, and they formed a little group of citizens. They were in one of these over 55 communities, and they formed a little group, and they had, uh, my dad kept a little card, a little placard, that every morning when he would get up, he'd put the placard in the window. It says, I'm up, I'm, I'm, up, I'm alive. <laughs> That's a great idea. Uh, I'm up and I'm alive. And he would leave that up, and then he would go ahead and take it down, um, after dinner, 
and then put it back up in the morning. And it's actually a great idea. It, it, this worked really great. And, you know, one of his neighbors, you know, had a key to the place. Plus, he lived in a secured, um, you know, housing development. So security could get in as well. And we had set, you know, we talked to security about that. We talked to the couple of the neighbors and we had a quick response team, so to speak. And, you know, everybody, this worked really well. And, you know, my dad was in the hospital one time for 11 weeks. That neighborhood group voluntarily created a situation for my dad. Now, for 11 weeks, folks, that group of people made sure there was someone there in the morning hours, someone came and visited in the afternoon, and someone came in the evening. And when my dad came home, he had meals for the next 90 days. <laughs> and, you know, I asked one lady that was organizing, she says, well, but by the grace of God, it wasn't me. Right. We all know. It could be, we're next. Yep. Every one of us is going to have something like this happen. Very smart the lady. bell tolls for thee also. And it, it but the, the, the sense of well-being and security and safety my dad had from that very simple little thing. Yes, he had a life alert as well. I got him the little buzzer and he had that. But, you know, overcoming that fear and anxiety, because my dad said, you know, the daylight hours, breakfast to dinner, I get along pretty well. He said, it's one long time after dinner till morning. He said, it's a long, long time. And he felt that way, you know, for years and years and years. They were married over 50 years. My mom did predecease my dad by nine years. So, it, you know, just one of these things. So there are solutions and there are ways to do it, but your documents, folks, are critical. The right document with the right terms and conditions, with the right people in charge at the right time. I can't say it any simpler than that. And um, so, Ted, in estate planning, is there such a thing as a generic one-size-fits-all estate plan? Well, like you said earlier, and you're dating me by this couple of decade thing that you referred to earlier, it, in the in the amount of time I've practiced law, I have never seen what I what I hear most of my clients ask me for. And that's just, I just need a simple will. Well, okay, what, what does that mean? So the short answer to your question is there is not one size fits all. It's much like clothing, right? Not one size fits everybody. And that's why we have big and tall stores and we've got short people stores and we've got everybody in between, right? So everybody's situation is different and, and it really is a unique process. And I don't think people understand that really. I think that they think that, uh, lawyers will pump out a document while they're sitting there, typically, or walk out with it at the end of the day. I assume there are some firms out there that still would do that for you. We are not one of them. This is a contemplated process. We generally do this in at least one meeting, two meetings perhaps, uh, you know, a couple of hours initially to go through all this with you and to make you feel comfortable with the decisions that you've made. So, uh, this you, is... You know, Tim, one of the other things is very interesting in our firm, and we've always been this way because I think, you know, the lawyers in our firm, we've always tried to be very... We're not in competition with each other. We're a collegial team, and that's a little different in law. Yeah. <laughs> and But we, you know, almost every case that comes in, we discuss it. You know, for a whole bunch of reasons. One, how are we handling this as a firm? How to make sure that all the lawyers, we're all understanding the plan. And, you know, and it's never quite like you think, ladies and gentlemen, when we have these discussions, because we're always saying, what if? What if that happened? What if that happened? Not what's the probability of that happening, because that doesn't matter. The probabilities don't matter. Probabilities and statistics apply to a population, not to you as an individual. <laughs> and so that's what's really so critical in this. Well, it's thinking through those 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 issues and, and that uh, lawyers, 
have to come from a place of worst case scenario. That That's where we typically start our analysis is there and then we move into it from there. But uh, again, these are not something that you simply go on the internet, you put in your name and it spits out a document that's going to be functional for you. There's much more to it than that and I really, really wish that people would understand that. Well, Ted, to help people along with these decisions, we have our life plan organizer. And if anybody uh, goes to yourpartnerinlaw.com to say, hey, I'd like one of your life plan organizers, tell us if you're single, married, or in a domestic partnership. We'll try to get you the right planner. But in that planner, it's going to give you the opportunity to identify stuff. Your inventory and, people. And, and the people in your plan and to help. And then there's a goal setting section of it. And then there's an area for you and or you and your spouse to identify risk and concerns. What keeps you up at night? What What is that question? What you know? You, we all have questions. Well, what about this? What about that? So please ask for a life plan organizer. We passed out thousands of them, and we always get pretty good feedback because it's meant to make you think. And that'll put you on the road to getting it done. And then get her done, just like Larry the Cable that's Guy right. said, get her done. That's right. And uh, folks, uh, Gregor and Associates, we're here to help. You can find us on the web at rjglegal.com, rjglegal.com, or of course, yourpartnerinlaw.com. All the shows are podcasts. Check us out there. Um, tell a friend, ask him to tune in, um, and we'd love to see you about your estate and elder planning, your business planning, real estate, all of your legal needs, please give us a call. We enjoy serving you and we enjoy speaking with you every week. Be well, be safe. I wonder what next week will bring. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. Event Info newsletters and Your Partner in Law podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free Partner in Law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner in Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. When we talk about estate planning and elder law, there are two triggers that cause you to review your plan. John Curley here with my attorney, Rick Gregorick. And Rick, what are those two triggers? Thanks, John. There are two key triggers for when you should review your estate plan. Changes in health or wealth. COVID-19 is a significant impact to both, so everyone should review and update their estate plan. Ask yourself, are you and your family prepared? Do you have the right executors, agents, and trustees? Have you provided for your family? We're here to help. This pandemic has disrupted all of our lives, so each of us needs to be proactive during these difficult times. Be prepared. Have a plan. Talk to Rick. Gregorick and Associates, they're open. They're essential business, and they want to help give you peace of mind. You can call them or meet virtually to discuss your estate and elder law plan. Call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. Or book your free consultation online at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson. This Wednesday at 3 p.m., right after the big show, I'll be joining Brian Ott with 525 Advisors for his live 
Five webinar. You learn all about the new long-term care plans offered by Brian and Five Two Five Advisors. They protect your savings, they protect your family, and the plan my wife and I got pays us back if we never use it. Having a long-term care plan brings certainty to a very uncertain situation. It allows you to stay in control of your care options, and maybe most importantly, it brings peace of mind to your family during an extremely stressful situation. So reserve your spot today. Join Brian and me this Wednesday at 3 p.m. I'll kick things off, share my long-term care story. Space is limited, so make sure to reserve your spot today at 525longtermcare.com. Brian keeps the webinar class sizes small to allow time for Q&A, and it creates a great learning environment. There are a few spots left, so sign up now. It's all free, and I'll be part of it. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com.